I absolutely love the song, Turn Your Love Around. I think that's the name. I'm not sure. I am so glad it's stuck in your head. Keep it there. It's stuck in my head now. It is a fabulous song. Don't hate it. Love it. So, have I recorded that music for our act yet? No, no, I haven't done that yet. But, <clears throat> I'm going to do it. I mean, currently, I feel like there are sections of my spine that are missing. <clears throat> now, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of reasons to procrastinate. I mean, to... <clears throat> I mean, excuses for why I'm not... No. I'm just saying there are reasons, anger being one of them. All right, so perhaps they're unreasonable reasons, but uh, man, okay, this act is coming up in two weeks. I have to record three songs, or at least one, preferably two at least, and uh, hopefully all three. Yeah, no pressure, record three songs in two weeks. Uh, in a couple days so we can re rehearse with those songs. Mm. See, this is why I use pre-recorded stuff. I don't like using pre-recorded stuff. I like using my own music. But this is why. So you ask, well, what are you doing now? What do you, why are you even on Anchor? If you got stuff to do, why are you on Anchor? Well, like I told you, I feel like I have parts of my spine missing. And I'm trying to replace the missing parts of my spine with hemp. <coughs> so hell, instead of me whining about productivity or lack of productivity, why don't I turn this into a public service announcement? <laughs> Do you experience chronic pain? Um, addicted to barbiturates due to chronic pain? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at myself here. <clears throat> well, you should try hemp. <laughs> you know, the kind that they make sales with. I read online more and more doctors <clears throat> are trying to get people off of opiates, opioids, you know, painkillers. And, um, and of course, there's another camp that are uh, just more for maintaining levels of opioid. Um, so, if you... Uh, I mean, I've actually heard this for years that um, pain management is better than, you know, dosing with a bunch of painkillers. So, this is where marijuana comes in. Marijuana is a marvelous tool for pain management. It doesn't get rid of the pain, you still feel it, but you're able to sort of rewire your brain's association with that pain so uh, if you're ever wondering there you have it there's marijuana's function 
in the world of pain. Marijuana is not to be used by children or fundamentalists. Integrity Radio. George Frederick Handel wrote Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, it's taken some time for me to appreciate this song, this little tune. <laughs> but it's kind of grown into sort of one of my dirty little favorites. <clears throat> and mostly because I can't help but think that it was a joke and I finally got the joke. I mean, <laughs> seriously, listen to that song sometime in its entirety. Especially the hallelujah part. Uh, King of King, Lord of Lords, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, it's over the top, like comedically over the top. I wonder how it went when it was initially released. <laughs> I think it's punk rock. That's what I'm saying. I think Handel's uh, M uh, Messiah or Hallelujah. I, I, I think it's punk rock. I think uh, uh, some of that Bach and Mozart, very punk rock. That's what, what I like about classical is when it goes punk rock and to me those are the guys that sort of turned it into some punk rock maybe it was considered pop I, I've heard m some music instructors of mine call classical music the pop music of its time but I think certain artists were the punk rockers like Bach, Mozart perhaps uh, our buddy the hallelujah man <laughs> alright yeah I don't like Jeff Buckley's version of hallelujah but maybe that will take some time for me to appreciate as well not that you asked <laughs> alright I don't think I can procrastinate much longer integrity radio Hey everybody, Z here. I would like to thank each and every one of you for being a listener. I know how valuable time is and that you've taken your valuable time to stop and listen to me for, for a bit. That is so cool. Thank you. Now I have got to get some serious work done. So in that vein, some shameless self-promotion. You can find me on Twitter as Sifu underscore Z. And you can find me here on Anchor, anchor.fm, slash The Art of Integrity. My blog is, you guessed it, www.sifuz.com. That's S-I-F-U-Z.com. You can also hear my music on soundcloud.com slash music for dogs. All one word. Music for dogs. If you have a dog or a cat, Ronnie and I have stuff for you that you might want to buy. Check it out at doggles.com. That's D-O-G-G-L-E-S dot com. And yes, Ronnie is the creator 
of the original Doggles. Yeah, my vocal inflection was all wrong on that. Uh, I'll work on it. And of course, if you want to go learn some Kung Fu for free, check out YouTube.com and search for That's Me, Sifu Z. All right. Have a swell day and talk to you a little more later. The reason I dish out advice, as some of you may already know, is because I'm an Indian giver. I want it back. And here's a bit of advice that I, I, I wish I could have tattooed on my skin, but my Christian indoctrination doesn't allow me to tattoo the temple that is my body. But if I were to get a tattoo, the first thing I would get on uh, as a tattoo would be slack. The word slack I would have tattooed on the back of my hand, on my fingers. In case of my current procrastinations, this slack or lack is at the heart. You just start looking at the situation like this. Is this what? Why is there procrastination? Is there something slacking or is there something lacking? Or even ask, what is slacking and what is lacking? Do you need to give slack? Do you need to pull the slack in? Are you slacking? Is someone else slacking? Are you lacking? Do you not have what you need to do? Is someone else lacking in order to give you what you need to do? You see, I mean, I, I think non, non-productivity can't all just be thrown to laziness. And let's say it is laziness. This whole slacking and lacking and asking the questions may be the very thing to get you motivated. Slack is a term that I actually first started using when I started climbing, because when you're climbing and someone's belaying you, uh, the term is slack if you don't want too much tension and get pulled off the, of the rock, or tension if you feel you're about to fall and someone's belaying you to uh, take in the slack. So that's where I first heard it. Then the second time I heard slack, the reference of slack, was from uh, Bob Dobbs and the Universal Life Church, the Church of the Subgenius. So remember, in times of discontent, slack, 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 slack. In this particular case, it was a painting. Yes, a painting creatively needed to come out of me before I endeavor into the audio arts. And so, yeah, bam, there it is. It came out, and uh, if you want to see it, you can check it out. I think I'll post it on twitter.com slash sifu underscore z. That's capital S and then lowercase i-f-u underscore capital Z. <laughs> That's, that was challenging to get out. Alright. Onwards and upwards. Integrity Radio.
My name is David Strayer, and I'm a psychologist. I study cognitive neuroscience. That's the study of thinking, memory, perception, decision-making, and trying to understand how the brain is responsible for those behaviors. It's science in action. When I started working, I worked in telecommunications, just when cell phones were starting to become popular. And at that time, it was pretty clear that you could become sufficiently distracted by the use of cell phone technology when you're trying to drive a car. So I've been studying driver distraction, looking at what we understand about attention and how the brain can multitask, how that relates to our everyday behaviors driving an automobile. You can go ahead and start the car now. Why I love this job is I can basically ask any question I want about what makes us tick and how we behave and use research methods and the scientific method to be able to answer those questions. That means observing, making hypotheses, designing experiments and testing them. A lot of times people think if your eyes are on the road and your hands are on the wheel, you'll be fine. But if you use a cell phone, is that something that actually harms driving behavior? And how does it differ from other things like listening to a radio or talking to a passenger? We're interested in things like handheld and hands-free cell phones. How do those differ? We found that if you talk on a cell phone, you're four times more likely to be involved in a crash. That's the same crash risk as if you were driving at a, at a .08 blood alcohol level, if you're drunk. Worse is if you're texting. You're eight times more likely to be involved in a crash. That's substantially worse than the drunk driver. We're looking now at some of the voice-based technologies. Hello, Siri. Read appointments. What we, I think, have learned is that uh, some of these voice-based technologies are putting demands on the brain to try and multitask in ways that exceed the capacity to be able to do that activity and drive safely. We know that the research that's come out of my laboratory has been influential in changing regulatory policies and laws. At this point, 41 states in the United States now have laws that make it against the law to text while driving. There's a number of multinational, multi-billion dollar companies that have taken the research that we've collected and have used that as a basis for policies for not using their cell phones while driving. They substantially reduced the total number of crashes for their employees, and there was no loss in productivity. At the end of the day, we would hope that you're going to see fewer fatalities on the roadway because people are not distracted. That's taking psychology and translating it directly into action. That's science in action. Hey Z, it's Gigi from Bright Beautiful World. I just wanted to say thank you so much for calling in and listening and contributing. Uh, that's, that's absolutely lovely of you and thank you so much. I've also been listening to your show as well. I can't stop listening, actually. And I really enjoyed the segment where you compared um, Bach and Mozart and um, those guys to punk rock. I actually think that's a really good way of listening to it. And it makes it a lot more accessible for people who don't, like me, who don't really have a background in classical music it sort of gives you something to compare it to when you're listening. Anyway, thank you so much and talk to you soon, hopefully. Bye. Hey Z, it's Gigi from Bright Beautiful World again. I've um, just listened to your 
segment where you were talking about slack and the meaning of that for you and it got me thinking about what the same would be for me so for me what i would want tattooed is non illegitimate carborandum which is latin for don't let the bastards grind you down um that for me has it comes up in every sort of situation all the way through my life and uh, make of that as you will really talk to you soon bye so am i any closer to being set up to record this music well one of the first things i have to ask myself <laughs> that's such a bullshit line as i when you hear that you know somebody's vying for time to to like come up with something i actually did have that which is um ability yes do i have the ability lacking or slacking i it, i have to come up with three middle eastern style pieces now i am not a middle eastern player i love and appreciate the uh music the genre uh, but i'm no expert of it um so uh that makes it a little bit challenging i can play it i can certainly fake it so uh and it is a magic act so that's what it's all about isn't it I was just hoping to fake it with the real instruments rather than go by way of uh, the digital realm. You know, like uh, I-band or something. <laughs> Alright, so nonetheless, I am thinking. I'm thinking and uh, progressing towards action. And now for the Koi report. We uh, we backwashed the pond today, and <clears throat> all the fish are fine. They're doing wonderful. Uh, Christopher is fine. His nickname is Submarine, although he's not docking today as he usually does. And then we have Danielle, and uh, Danielle's doing wonderfully as well. And we have Samantha, and Samantha is doing, how shall we say, swimmingly. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you know the story of the fish, and and rest in peace, Ricky, uh, who just passed away, who should have lived, could have lived, I don't know another 50 or 75 years because uh, that's how long these guys can live they're about I'd say I'd say Christopher is about three and a half feet so they're pretty pretty big uh, and Christopher is the only one that kept his name the four of them were named after the four horsemen uh, Daniel Dennett Christopher Hitchens Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins and <laughs> that's before I knew that th three of them were female fish so that's how we got Danielle and Ricky oh my god now this 
this is not a gnomon. Good thing I don't believe in that bullshit. But uh, yeah, Ricky passing has nothing to do with Christopher Hitchens and Kathleen. In fact, Richard wasn't a Richard, right? So few Richards, so many dicks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Why did I have to go there? I'm sorry. Can't press a rewind button when you're recording, Kenya. Kenya. Kenya, Africa.
As recently in Europe, and uh, despite all we've done for them and to them, they don't like us very much. They don't respect us uh, at all. And uh, I, I want to reply to their scorn uh, in a song, which is the following. I like to say a few words defense of our country Those people are bad northern mean Now the leaders we have while they're the worst that we've had are hardly the worst this poor world has seen Let's turn history's pages, shall we? Take the Caesars, for example. While the first few of them, they were sleeping with their sister, stashing little boys in swimming pools and burning down the city. And one of them, one of them appointed his own horse to be counsel of the empire. That's like vice president or something. That's not a very good example right now, is it? But here's one. Spanish Inquisition, that's a good one. Put people in a terrible position. I don't even like to think about it. Well, sometimes I like to think about it. Just a few words. Defense of our country. This time at the top could be coming to an end. We don't want their love. Respect at this point is pretty much out of the question. Time like these, we sure could use a friend. Hitler, Stalin, men who need no introduction. King Leopold of Belgium, that's right. Everyone thinks he's so great. Well, he owned the Congo. He tore it up, too. Took the diamonds, took the silver, took the gold. You know what he left him with? Malaria. You know, a president once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now it seems like we're supposed to be afraid. It's patriotic, in fact, color-coded. What we're supposed to be afraid of? Why being afraid? That's what terror means, doesn't it? That's what it used to mean. me off a little that this Supreme Court's gonna outlive me. A couple young Italian fellas and a brother on the court now, too. But I defy you anywhere in the world to find me two Italians as tight ass as the two Italians we got. And as for the brother, well, Pluto's not a planet anymore, either. The end of an empire. It's messy at best. This empire's ending, like all the rest, like the Spanish Armada, drift on the sea, we're drifting the land of the brave, in the home of the free. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.
Hi everybody, my name is Mark and I'm the founder of Invisible People. I've seen amazingly good things happen when people experiencing homelessness are given the opportunity to share their own story. You would not believe the smiles. These are people that are more often than not ignored. I mean, just people walk by them all day. They feel invisible and somebody comes up and says, Hi, what's your story? I mean, you know, the number one thing that we can give other people is our positive intention. The stories are nothing short of a miracle. Leonardo was a homeless veteran living in a tent and he told me it was his story that his video that gave him the inspiration to change his life. Rob also the same thing. And then there's stories like Adrian who not only did a viewer help him start a t-shirt shop, <laughs> a woman saw the video and they started dating and they actually got married just a few months ago. There are other miracle stories like Donnie was homeless for over 21 years and after his video was posted, the local community saw it and rallied to get him into housing. CPC even documented that it was from a YouTube video that Donnie found housing. Cotton was living in a tent in a wheelchair. Community saw that video and says, no, we gotta change that, got her into housing. And there's other miracles. Terry Pettigrew was dying of stage four cancer. The local newspaper took the Invisible People video and put it on their webpage. And Terry's brother, who he hadn't seen in 33 years, saw the video and the family was reunited. Invisible People is the only education-based nonprofit working at a national level to end homelessness. Just recently, we helped the city of Los Angeles and Los Angeles County on two campaigns that will end homelessness and prevent homelessness for tens of thousands of individuals and families over the next 10 years. But more importantly, when you support invisible people, you will change. You will see how your support helps others and helps to end homelessness. Why we're so excited to become a part of the Patreon community is that I've always said that Invisible people is not just me, it's we. Homelessness affects us all. We all have to take action, we all have to do something. Patreon community is a great way for you to be a part of invisible people in a huge way because without you, we can't do anything. And your support will go so that we can help more people, reach more people, and end homelessness. Think the world of you always have. Well, that's important, damn it. Who would if you didn't? <laughs> Thank God for you. I love you, Catherine. You've been always a good friend. And so have you. You've been the only one that has been honest and upright with me since day one. Well, thank you very much for talking. And I hope that uh, anybody who's thinking about contributing to your funding to help you, to help us, will see this and oh. decide there is no chance they won't help. <laughs> that was an unsolicited request, but thank you. You're more than welcome. If I had the money, I'd be helping you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Good luck. Your life is your life. 
Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is a light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. He can't beat death, but he can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. The gods wait to delight in you. If you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. If you're going to try, go all the way. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, jobs, and maybe your mind. Go all the way. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision, mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds. And it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods, and the nights will flame with fire. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All the way. All the way. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. Have you heard the Johnny Mathis version of the Hallelujah song? Um, I hear, of course, the song typically around Christmas time anyway, but um, I really like it. You'll probably feel the same way you already feel about it, but I really like it. I feel like MC Mozart was one of the very first hip-hop producers. Hey, human beings, boys and goyles. It's Z here. And, uh... Yes, Johnny Mathis does a version of Hallelujah, and I, I probably have heard it, and uh, no, I'm just saying I'm building an appreciation for Hallelujah because of the sort of punk rockness of it. So, um, <laughs> Mozart as an MC, yeah, I, I can see that, I can see that, I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe Bach more punk and Mozart more MC. Have to sort of research that more. 
And uh, regarding Douglas Adams' story, the story without a punchline, you know, um, I think you got a point there. I think you're right. Uh, that's probably uh, the main thing that he was uh, getting across with that story. Um, and and, and I, I sort of got that. And what I didn't actually get with, was that that was a Douglas Adams story. I didn't know where that story came from. I've heard it before. But the way I heard it, that isn't the so-called Douglas Adams story, which I haven't really heard it from the source itself. It's getting confusing. But uh, yes, the story without a punchline, and that's what I'm calling it for now. Um, the way I heard it, it, it had another layer to it. Um, the person walking away realizes, oh my God, what an idiot I am. I thought all this time this person was taking from me and I was taking from them. And the person that handed the last chip was in the know the whole time. So I think um, this other uh, way that I heard the story, actually I had another level to it that I thought was really clever. Um, I'm not trying to discount uh, Patrick's telling of the story at all. Um, and in fact, I, I, he uh, educated me as he does us all, right? Um, as to where that story came from. So, uh, no, just revealing another layer of the onion, I suppose. But uh, thank you for that clarification on uh, uh, Patrick's part, because um, it's nice to hear different perspectives spoken in different ways. I, I, or is that just a masochistic, masochistic uh, thing? Integrity Radio. Most of you are fast asleep. Except for my friends in Hawaii. They're probably up still. But I'm winding down. Hopefully to an early evening. I will play you one of my songs. Something that I've written and recorded. I don't know which one I'm going to pick, but uh, it'll be a surprise. If you want to hear a bunch of my more recent music, I've been recording music for many years now, but if you want to hear some of my more recent stuff, you can go to soundcloud.com slash music for dogs. When Ronnie got home, she was able to solve the puzzle, which was, I only need to record one song, not three. I can always do the other two later. So that makes it much easier. I am truly excited about our magic act because we have worked over a year to get to this point, well over a year to get to this point, and we actually are right on time 
we knew it was going to take about this long to sort of develop three acts um, and have three routines to do that we can combine together for one act. So it's actually one act with three routines within that act. And live music. Eventually I'd like to transition to all live music, but right now it's sort of half live music uh, and half pre-recorded. And what I really like about our show is we're now doing illusions, we're doing stage illusions. And ever since I started out in magic, I wanted to really stay with stage performing and uh, somehow got <laughs> somehow got sucked into other areas of performing in order to make a living. Joining bands and becoming a full-time musician sort of did interrupt the whole magic thing. But now I'm finally able to combine the music and the magic and Ronnie does the dancing. It's sort of like a dream come true, really. So I hope that this our performance can convey that sort of dream come true. It's funny, in many ways, our act, our magic act, is our story. Okay, well, I really am going to try to make it an early evening. And whatever song I choose to play for you, I hope you enjoy it. Integrity Radio. Dr. Alan Shore wrote, and I quote, One has to understand the importance of emotion. There has been a transformation in psychology, which was once interested in behavior, then in cognition, and right now we are going through what has been termed an emotional revolution. Emotion is now at the heart of a lot of scientific research. It's at the heart of understanding early emotional development. And also, emotion is at the heart of all forms of psychotherapeutic change. Integrity Radio. Alright, I do know what I'm going to play for you. It's a piece I composed and recorded, and it's called Ar Arctic Wolf. Let me say that again. Arctic Wolf. It's hard to say that, actually. Arctic Wolf.
I think I've stumbled upon a conundrum. What's that? <laughs> well, first, I'm old enough to use the word conundrum. <laughs> um, but, you know, as we're doing the show and as the evening progresses and we're winding down, so to speak, you know, bringing the energy level down, mm-hmm. all mellow-like, um, most of our current listeners, I believe, are like just waking up. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so this might actually be kind of just semantically. Is that a word? Semantically. It's a word. Yes. It's a word. I don't know if it's the right word. But this is, you know, our show may be semantically challenging for those trying to wake up. Of course, if they listen from the beginning, then that'll be fine. But yeah, I think that's the idea. You're supposed to listen from the beginning. Oh, okay. Well, if you're catching it just from here and it's morning time for you, then you might want to go to the beginning because uh, we're <laughs> kind of we're kind of winding down. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. Good night. I have one more for them. Yeah. Yeah, I have one more song I'm going to play for them. Because if you are, from some of my suspicions, listening to this in the morning or in the middle of the day, um, this is for you folks specifically. This is something that I uh, wrote and recorded called Stomp.